Uh, one of my honorable mentions, though, is like the Nets and specifically Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail, that might have been something, a player or a team that ended up on my top five. It's not because every single piece of credible reporting that we've gotten is that the Nets are not going to entertain trades for Mikhail Bridges at this time. Could Might that be poppycock? Uh, to use a, which is one of my all-time favorite words. Absolutely, it could. Maybe maybe they trade Mikhail Bridges by the time this episode posts for you know a whole bunch of first-round picks or whatever. I don't... Man. I mean, I, what I will say about Mikhail, and I know I just said this is not going to make my list, so I don't know why I'm going on and on about it. Yeah, but this, I, is, this is the OLI. Let's talk about it. I, it does strike me... So I... I asked someone who would know. I'm not going to say who it is. It's it's not Fred. I'll just say that because everybody oh, now at this point wow. when everybody says like you know if I refer to like you know someone they're going to just assume it's Fred. It's not Fred, but it's someone who would absolutely know about like with with the bridges stuff and like I asked this person a few weeks ago. I I forget who reported it. Maybe it was Woj. Uh, yeah, no, it was Woj. It was Woj, actually. And, I, and I'll tell you why I remember it was Woj in a second. Uh, Woj reported like the Nets are like, I forget what the reports are. Something like not listening to offers on Macau Bridges or they are, you know, th- like don't even bother calling or whatever the hell the report actually said. And I was like, ask this person who, again, who would know? And I was like, does this, this sounds, is this like the lady they'll protest too much? Um, and this person was like, look, all I can tell you is that Mark, if it's Woj getting something from the Nets, he's getting it directly from Sean Marks. Now, what is that? What does that mean? It I, I, that's the part that's more interesting to me because, like, what is why is Marks putting out to everybody willing to listen? Stop! Like, don't bother calling about Macau Bridges. We're not trading Macau Bridges. We've turned down X number of first round picks for Macau Bridges. Like, what's the point of that? I, I mean, I I guess to show support or to like sh- show your player like we are not moving you and to have have your whoever needs to hear that, or is it a way to send a message to twenty nine other teams like if you're gonna if you want this guy you have to make a a Kevin Durant sized offer for him or something to that effect. Now I don't think any team is gonna do that, but. I don't know. It's interesting to me. Maybe for that reason, maybe I, maybe my, maybe my approach to this is, is inherently flawed, but that's kind of how I went about it. So I just wanted to say that up front. Do you think that's what happened with Lowry Markkinen? Lowry Markkinen, excuse me. I mean, but see, the Markkinen report was different. The Markkinen report that I remember or am, am thinking of was from a, a couple of weeks ago. And I remember I heard it on the Hoop Collective pod and maybe someone else someone else had this. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure somebody else had this. But what I recall was the report that like the Jazz are willing to listen. Like if you're calling, to me, that that is very clear. It's like, yeah, like if you blow us away with an offer, like when we'll make it like, I, I don't think there's any chicanery there. Um, okay. So I, I think more of the, the semantics maybe of what I'm saying is I think that in my opinion, these are very similar in that 
Brooklyn would listen if sure if they were blown away with an offer and Utah would listen if they were blown away with an offer. They're just saying it publicly differently that yeah. like Sean Marks is basically sure. saying, don't even bother giving me a great offer that I can't refuse. Yeah. And Danny Ainge is like, well, if you make me an offer, I can't refuse. Like they're kind of saying the same thing, but the reality and, is I only think either would go if they're given an offer that they can't refuse. Yeah. And the funny thing is I, I, I think Reasonable minds could differ on this. I actually think Macau or Laurie would net more than Macau. Or I think, let me rephrase that. I think the Nets, for as much as, again, they protest, the lady doth protest. I, I think the Nets would move off of Macau for less than the Jazz would move off of Laurie. I think they would, I think the it would take, I actually can't even fathom what it would take to get marketing off the Jazz. I think they would move them, but I just, I don't think that deal. I just don't think that deal is out there unless, well, you know what? I don't want to step too much on the toes of my list because <laughs> a couple of things that I'm, I'm touching on are going to come up. So I'm just going to get right into it. Um, I have mostly teams on my top five, except for number, number five on the list, which is a player. And that player is uh, Jalen Green. So Jalen Green, um, mm. you may know, is a uh, now third year, I'll, I'll call him a, I call him a swingman. Swingman, wing. I, I don't know. We don't really use the term swingman anymore. We don't. We should. We should. We should bring that back. We do now. There you go. Today we're today we're, we're bringing it John back. Agri. Look at you. Yeah. Um. I try. I try to try to always stay current with the with the kids. Um. So there was an article that came, <laughs> and and As look, you this bring is back the, the term swingman. <laughs> swingman. The, <laughs> I just I think the entire league is swingman at this point. Mm -hmm. um, the Jalen Green's name had kind of been like speculated on by various people that cover the league for a, a little while now. So I have to think that what came out in the athletic report from was this yesterday or was this the day before? Whatever. It was within the last 48 hours um, has been out there. Um before, but the first this is the first firm reporting that we've had, which is uh courtesy of who wrote this? Oh, it was a three man job. Uh Shams, Sam Amick, and Kelly Eco. I think Kelly Eco covers the the Rockets. Um and the report basically stated that the the, the Rockets would be willing to listen to offers for a like a it, it refers to a, a blue chip prospect. Um, from their core six of Sanjun, Alperen Sanjun, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., Tari Eason, Eamon Thompson, and Cam Whitmore. Um, and then it's funny when they name those six in the article, the very next, next sentence, I'll just read it. In 2000, it basically, it mentions those six and then it all, it all goes on to talk specifically about Green as opposed to any of the other six. So it says, in 2021, when Green was drafted or, as or even as recent as last season, he might have been deemed nearly untouchable but Sinjun's emergence as a potential building block under Yudoka has made him a new heightened priority within the Rocket schemes. And then it goes on to say that Green is very talented. He's averaged X, Y, and Z over the last five games. Um, and then, you know, it goes on to like praise him. But again, it talks all, it's like the whole rest of the thing or the next couple paragraphs is all on Green. Reading between the lines, it's very clear that Green is the guy here that they that they're trying to translate to other teams like look 
he can be had if, if there's someone good enough that we can get him for. The paragraph that precedes it, and this is why I mentioned McCall before, the Rockets have joined the long line of teams showing extremely high interest in Nets forward McCall Bridges, league sources say. Houston has made an offer including multiple first-round picks for Bridges in recent weeks, but the Nets have zero interest in any deal involving Bridges, who is part of Brooklyn's core moving forward. Now, there's been some supplementary reporting around this as far as like what picks the Rockets may be offering. The subplot here, of course, is that the Rockets own a bunch of the Nets picks, including their pick this year. So it is fascinating to think about a trade between these two teams specifically. Um, I guess the reason that I have green here is it is rare. And I, I'm we could maybe compile a, a short list going back through the last 20, 30 years of NBA history, although I don't know, really don't know how, like what, what the names are that we would see of like young, high, 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 high pedigree players. I'm talking about top three draft picks that are moved within the first three years of their deal that have, that have shown enough promise enough pet, enough like re, like some real interesting stuff and and those players have been moved like when was Mar- Marvin Bagley was moved look it up right now I forget I think he may have actually been moved in the middle of his fourth season so that's a little bit different because by the fourth season like to me there's a difference there yeah he was moved in the middle of his fourth season like he had already kind of plateaued like he he wasn't he was kind of on the outs in Sacramento by that year four he was averaging under 10 points a game in Sacramento in the 30 points he, 30 games he played there no, like former number two pick but like he hadn't ever shown as much as green I think had a, has already shown in Houston but then like if a player has shown more than green has shown in Houston he's just not going to get moved unless it's for uh like it's something significant. And of course I'm thinking of like Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton had flashed all-star upside in Sacramento. It's funny how Sacramento keeps getting involved in these deals. Um, like he, he, we knew what Halliburton was. We knew what he was capable of being, or to some extent we knew. So like when they traded him for a, a, like a borderline all NBA level player, it was like, okay, well that's what it's going to cost to get this guy. And, and we've seen what's happened since green is in that in between zone. And it's just like, I think the reason players like this don't get moved is because it's so hard to gauge the value because if you're moving this player as a team like the Rockets, you, you're you moving... Your, your, your price reflects the upside. Mm. But if you're a team trading for green, the whole reason you're trading for green is because you feel like you could get a future superstar at whatever... You know, 65 cents on the dollar, whatever you're... T- but... The Rockets aren't going to want 65 cents on the dollar. They're going to want 100 cents on the dollar. They're, they're going to want the price of as if he has already achieved superstardom, which is, which is why I think these deals never get done. The reason he made my list is twofold. One, I don't think that there's any single player that's going to get moved at this deadline that is good enough to swing like a conference finals, let alone hmm. a finals. I could see players getting moved to the deadline to swing a playoff series, maybe in like first round, but not a high level playoff series. So, like to me, 
the biggest impact move that could be made in terms of the long term that's likeliest to be made is green. And then the second part of it is I do think it's kind of likely because if the reports are to be believed, which is that Ima Yudoka is like, let's get a fucking move on here. Um, maybe the Houston will not be acting fully a, a, as rational actors. Um, and they make a move that not is that is not necessarily short sighted, but doesn't hold firm at requiring a hundred cents on the dollar. So I find that interesting. So bit of trivia. What's yeah. your favorite advanced stat? The VORP. My I usually use VORP. You and I'm listening. I'm just going to fill up my water. But I'm you're good. You're good. I've been editing a thing while we've been talking too. So we're both multitasking at the moment. So uh, value over replacement player, which is what VORP stands for, if you didn't know. Um, I want to see if John knows or has a, an, a guesstimation on how many players from the 2021 NBA draft have a higher career VORP than Jalen Green. Oh, it's going to be a lot. Um, Give me a number. I'll tell you over under. So VORP is one of those ones where you can get into the negatives. Yes, it is. So like a player that just doesn't play might have a VORP of zero. That is correct. Um, this may be wildly incorrect. Uh, for the And that grades it by their career. And Green was really freaking bad. I, I could be off by 20 in either direction. I'll go with 30. You're correct. It's over. It's over 30. Over, over 30 players have a higher VORP. 40, 45? No, no, no. It's lower than that. He's 34th in VORP in his draft class. He is, so I was close. Negative I was close. Two I was close. VORP. 